You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Angie Andrews of ChaseFromTheCouch.com. It has been a long, arduous week here. Um, for those of you who can tell, who have been longtime listeners, I am still on the pink Razer headset and the old laptop. The computer is set up. It is. Well, I shouldn't say set up. Obviously, if it was fully set up, I would be recording this on there and not on this, you know, backup version that I've been using. But it is a fully operational computer with Windows installed on it. I have a keyboard that lights up rainbow colors. Looks really nice. I just don't have a workspace for it right now. So, this episode and the next episode will hopefully be the last two that you hear recorded on this setup. Whether or not that means I take Monday off to go desk hunting or whatever, that will remain to be seen. But, for now, just know that this will hopefully be it. And it's appropriate because we're at the end of the regular season. Which I I know when we were doing all those episodes in May and June on simulated results and Ken Giles getting a four-year deal and me trading Derek Fisher in disgust. I don't think we ever thought we would get to this point, but I would like to record the record to show that I did nail the Blue Jays record in the 2020 season. You can go back to the episode with Sean Woodley and Di Stefano. And we did our Toronto Roundtable way, way back. I know. I know. I'm asking you to go way, way back. But it's there in July. I did predict a 32 and 20. So... If you would like me to try and find your car keys and provide winning lottery numbers, I can do that. But uh, at the same time, know that I am still very, very much in debt for that computer. So I haven't been able to find the winning lottery numbers yet myself. Just giving fair warning. But yeah, um, this episode and the next one are going to kind of be serving as wrap-up episodes. I have a plan for a preview um, likely on Tuesday at this point. So hopefully before um, the Blue Jays' first game of playoffs, their first postseason game since 2016 Cleveland. I know. I'm, I'm excited as y'all are. You can't hear it on my voice because I'm still really scared. But... Toronto against Tampa Bay. We'll be previewing that a little bit in the second episode. Um, but then we're going to have like a full 
American League preview with a special guest. So be on the lookout for that this week. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that Orioles series. I know, it was almost an afterthought because the Blue Jays clinched uh, pretty early on this week and the remaining games were just an afterthought. But we should appreciate the Orioles for what they've revealed. Um, there is there is one main thing that I'm going to talk about in the latter half of this episode, and it involves a subtraction slash addition to the postseason roster that I'm going to talk about. But I just want to take the Blue Jays series as a whole in right now. Um, Blue Jays outscored the Orioles 20-14 to in winning two of the three games. Um, they did not come out of that Saturday game unscathed, with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. fouling a ball off his foot and Ross Stripling taking one off the shin. Both are fine. Lourdes definitely showed that in today's game when he went 4-4, four for four, scored three runs. So, he's fine. Lourdes is going to be good going into the postseason. That's that's the main thing. And if you look at the Blue Jays as a whole, it seems like they're firing on on some cylinders when they need to be. And that's, that's kind of the key going into this, because I know the week before it was very doom and gloom, very, like, how is this team going to even win a game in the postseason? But uh, the remain the seven games this week against the Yankees and the Orioles kind of righted the ship, so to speak. It made it so that you could have a little more confidence in the team. And, you know, I think that's what people were looking for. Just, just to hope that this wasn't a tailspin that, you know, was going to result in just a backing into the playoffs and a miserable time against Tampa Bay, who, it did turn out, did get the number one seed. Again, we'll be talking about Tampa Bay a little later in the evening. But I think that's always been a concern with this team, going back to even the beginning of the season. Like, would this team get enough legs of the mechanical spider moving at the same time to have a decent offensive output? And... You know, the Blue Jays have been able to survive so far with guys just kind of getting hot and riding it. Um, Bo Bichette had that streak before he got injured. Teoscar Hernandez had that long run before he got injured. Randall Gritchick, whenever he faced Baltimore, was Mickey Mantle. In the last week or two, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has carried a lot of the load. He's looked a lot better. And then Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has just been kind of popping up and, you know, providing these random four for four nights. Um, obviously, he was good enough to win player of the week earlier this month. So, just, it, it begs the question, what would happen if the Blue Jays actually got all these bats operating in the same s- s- mind space? Positive mind space. They've all operated in the same negative mind space before... We've seen what happens when the Blue Jays do that. They average two runs a game for two weeks. But it gives you the hope that if they do, 
manage to time things out and have like three of those guys going. Like even Biggio getting on base for Guerrero and Grichik. And and that was a problem tonight for the Blue Jays that Kevin was getting on base, but then Bobachet just did not have a good night at the plate. And I I wonder if Charlie Montoyo took him out just to preserve the 300 average for Bo. Because um, Joe Panic came in and went over two instead. So, I mean, that... I don't know if Charlie would have done that just to play to Bo's, you know, numbers. But obviously, Lordiel... Lordiel... Lourdes Gurriel Jr. didn't need that. He he went out. He Ted Williams did. He he raised his up to three hundred. He earned it. Um. But I think that's going to be the main question for the Blue Jays heading into the postseason: Can they get enough of those bats clicking at the same time to be able to beat Blake Snell, Tyler Glass, now Charlie Morton? They got to beat two out of those three guys. And then the Tampa bullpen, which I know they've taken some hits, but they still got Nick Anderson. And they still got Pete Fairbanks. So they they got to be able to string together some hits. And we've seen them do that this past week. They have to be able to do it in that awful, awful excuse for a stadium in Tropicana Field. <sighs> We'll see what they they can do with that. Honestly, if they were smart in Tampa Bay, they'd be putting for an architect on Indeed.com. Indeed is the number one job site on the internet for employers looking to fill spots with qualified candidates. Indeed will give you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring and help you get the best people fast. You only pay for what you need. You can pause at any time. No long-term contracts. And Indeed's going to give you the tools to make your search that much easier. They have things like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. And with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And I know, because when I was out of work, guess where I was heading? Indeed, exactly. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. It's their best offer anywhere. Don't bother looking elsewhere. Just go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And then if you're deciding to meet that person at the office that you're considering hiring and your car is not behaving, check out rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique, very easy to navigate. See all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, their prices are going to be reliably low, whether you're a professional or you're a do-it-yourselfer. 
Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Why why would you? It doesn't make any sense. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your needs. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So you know, they know that you came from us and everybody gets credit and everyone's happy. So go to the place with amazing selection, reliably, reliably low prices. More reliable than I am during this read right now. I am sorry. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so we're, we got to talk about one major development, at least, at least in terms of the playoff roster from this Orioles series. And that is the complete implosion of Shun Yamaguchi. Because, I mean, Friday gave up three home runs and five batters. Really not good. Came out in today's game, and I'm not going to lie. He comes out today's game, I'm like, okay, he needs to have the bounce back audition to prove himself and get on that roster. And, again, not good. I mean... I know he inherited runners from Tanner Roark and there was the error. So it's not like it's entirely his fault, but you still can't have a whip approaching two heading into the playoffs. It's why Wilmer Font got DFA'd. He, he just wasn't getting it done. And for a guy like Shinya, have the Orioles really figure him out and you know not have the ability to kind of kind of shut things down a bit and like I like I said I know it's not entirely his fault but you know he still gave up four hits in that fifth inning And three of those runners crossed the plate. You can't have that, especially not against a team like Tampa Bay. So, I know when I did my whole playoff pool selection, I did have Yamaguchi on there. But I'm starting to think the better option may actually be Chase Anderson, because Chase Anderson is showing that if you just put him in two inning stints... He's actually pretty effective. He made the appearance in a Saturday game for the Blue Jays, and I think at one point he struck out, like, he'd struck out four in a row after the Biggio home run. And yeah, like, just looked like he had much better control, much better command in that abbreviated outing. Which, I mean, if TJ Zoik's not on that postseason roster by now, I don't know what else he could have done. Because he's come out three times and been really good three times. I don't know what else you want from him. Patrick Murphy, too. Patrick Murphy had two scoreless innings today. So, they're kind of justifying me putting on, putting them on there. But with Zoik kind of stretched out now, he threw 75 pitches in Saturday's game. I don't know how you drop Yamaguchi 
and don't put on Zoikenstadt or put on Anderson. Like I said, I, I skipped over Anderson in the playoff goal because I thought, all right, well, you can't have a starter who's ineffective in a three-game series. But if Anderson can come out of the bullpen like this and just deal the way he did on Saturday night and, and the way he did against the Yankees to an extent. It was the third inning against the Yankees that kind of did him in. But four strikeouts in a row is going to play. It's going to play well. And I think it might be enough to get him on there at the expense of Yamaguchi. Because if Yamaguchi's not fooling anyone, then he's he's definitely not going to be effective. And, you know, it does bring up um, a lot of things now that we know it's Tampa Bay that they're going to face. And again, we're going to get more in-depth on this in the next episode. But I just wanted to talk about Yamaguchi because that was the that was the most striking thing for me from this postseason is just how bad he did look against a team that is bad, and you you can't have that going into things. So that's where we're gonna end it for now because I'll get more in depth on the matchup with Tampa Bay. So tonight, just a reminder. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss episode. You can follow the podcast on Facebook at Locked on Jays, and you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J or Andrews the under there, because Twitter is dumb. I'll probably be on it a lot more now that I'm not trying to handle very expensive computer components over my weekend, so... Check me out there. We'll be back with another episode after this one. And yeah, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, Andrews, thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode.